And hello and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry, as well as our special guest, Brian Thomas. And we thank you for being part of our program, as we have a special program prepared for you today, titled Ethnos versus Ethnos. But before we continue, I'm going to ask Brian Thomas if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity today, allowing your servants to come together to speak on this topic, Lord, that is causing so much distress, so much confusion, and so much uh, division. And we ask, Lord, that our words that are spoken, that your Holy Spirit would come and that it would open the hearts and the minds of the people to hear that, so that they would have your love and your compassion and your discernment. We thank you, Lord Jesus, and we pray that all words that are spoken, that it would be nothing but sound doctrine, and may it be for your honor and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Mm, amen. Again, you're tuning to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones, and Brian Thomas, as we're talking about ethnos versus ethnos. For those of you that are following us live on social media, Facebook, and the like, make sure you share this program with your friends and family. Have them follow along with us and of course before we continue i'm going to welcome my guests to the program nathan jones it's great to have you on i mean you're not a guest you're a regular here but bro it's good to have you on hey good to be on brother and great to have brian thomas of god first fellowship on man you are a blessing so good you're here Woo, welcome brian hey. it's great to have you on Thank you guys so much. It is just so great. I'm, I'm humbly honored to be here, to be with you two wonderful men, two wonderful servants of God. And I'm just really honored. And I thank you for um, inviting me to come on to speak on this topic today. Oh, it's a privilege. We're very excited to have you on as well. And of course, for those that are new to the ministry, those of you who have maybe have just tuned in, we want to share with you, of course, some information for uh, Nathan Jones and then also Brian, just in case you need more information about this ministry. So, Nate, can you share with uh, those who maybe are new to the program, our ministry, and some of the things that they can get involved in? Well, sure. Uh, both Vic and I are evangelists with Lamb and Lion Ministries. We're a Bible prophecy teaching ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. You can check us out, especially our television program, Christ in, Pro in Prophecy, which is aired on all the major networks and through our website at ChristinProphecy.org. Oh, thank you, Nathan. And Brian, maybe someone's new to your ministry. Can you share your contact information? Maybe some wonderful things that you guys are up to. Sure. Thank you. Well, I lead it. I head up God First Bible Fellowship. And you can find us online at godfirst.org. That's G-O-D, the number one, S-T dot O-R-G. And if you go to our website, you'll find links there to our Facebook page. We recently launched a YouTube page. So if you could go there to subscribe and support us, we would greatly appreciate it. And we have a podcast that we've been doing for a number of years. And our mission and our goal is to put God first. And uh, we're just here to proclaim the gospel and to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian and Nathan, for sharing that wonderful information. Again, for those of you that are tuning into the program, hey, take, grab hold of these wonderful resources so that you can grow in the knowledge of the Lord and in Bible prophecy. Nathan and Brian, man, we've had a pretty busy week as a nation. There's a lot of tension in the air going on right now uh, because of all the different things happening in America. Nathan, before the program, we were talking about this. Man, you were fired up. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? What is it going on in 2020? <laughs> My goodness. Plagues of locusts, uh, murder hornets, killer, uh, what's Russia's now? It's got uh, killer ticks. We've got volcanoes blowing up. We've got earthquakes going on. We have the COVID lockdown. 
we have huge joblessness, and now we have uh, an unfortunate, terrible death of George Floyd, and that sparked huge riots across the country. And I just read today about riots are spreading across the world. Uh, let's see, we got, uh, they're now in United Kingdom, Germany, South Korea, Hong Kong, Israel, Italy, Spain, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, and everywhere. So this has sparked uh, protests and riots clean across the world. And to me, man, that points to something Jesus said, that we are living in the end times. Mm, Nathan, that is a, that's a great point. And it's a sad, sad case, what we're seeing happening around our nation and around the world. And, and it breaks our hearts, uh, you know, just to see how the enemy uh, is bringing, stirring things up, if you will. But Nathan, according to Matthew 24, verses 3 through 7, uh, we find that this is actually part of the signs of the times. Uh, and if you are able to take us there and read for us those passages, then we'll talk a little bit about them, just in case someone doesn't have a Bible and can follow along with us. Okay. Uh, this is pertinent, very important prophecy that fits directly to today. Uh, Matthew 24, 3 through 7 says, Now he, Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, and disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and I will and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation, or ethnos, will rise against nation, ethnos, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. Mm, wow, Nathan. So Nathan, talk to us a little bit about the ethnos versus ethnos. Maybe some people were not familiar with that. That's exactly what we're facing right now. Well, here the apostles were coming up to Jesus, and Jesus had just said that the temple was going to be destroyed, and that just kind of blew the apostles' minds. And so they wanted to know what the signs of the times that would be leading up until uh, three things. One, when the temple would fall, and then two, the signs at the end of the age before this tribulation comes on the earth world. And then what were the signs leading up to Jesus' second coming at the end of the tribulation? And Jesus answers with all three uh, of them, pretty much the same signs. But as time went on, they would grow in frequency and intensity and get worse and worse and worse. And he names a few things here. Uh, number one, uh, deceivers, people pretending to be Christ, false prophets, false teachers. There'll be wars and rumors of wars. And he says, hey, don't be troubled. These things got to come. And then he says, well, look at this. Nation will rise against nation. And when you look at the Greek, it's it's actually the word ethnos or ethnos, uh, ethnos against ethnos. And this is where we get our term ethnic. So it's a double interpretation. Obviously, it refers back to the nations fighting against each other, but also that the different uh, races would be fighting it. Now, where I believe, of course, we're all one race, we're the human race, but ethnicities, basically ethnoses, different ethnoses would be fighting again. In other words, a rise in racism. And then he adds famines, pestilence, and earthquakes. And if you read on throughout the rest of Matthew, he talks about signs in the sky, fearful events, economic, like what we're going through now. And of course, Jerusalem, uh, the world being against Israel and Jerusalem, we're seeing that as well today. So all these things would increase in frequency and intensity the closer we got to the Lord's return. Mm, excellent point, Nathan. I'm, I'm glad that you clarified that for us because that word uh, that I noticed there in verse seven, nation against nations, that word the word against is uh, right there. I see just the enemy's hand all over. He's the one that's always trying to divide uh, and cause divisions and destructions and, and bring about sin from 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 all these destruction. Uh, Brian, you 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 have been also recognizing right now. This 
this ethnic battle that we have uh, across our nation uh, against color and ethnicities, blacks and white. Uh, how have you how how have you feeling uh, about these situations? Yeah, it's, it's really heartbreaking when you see what's taking place, because it seems as though there are people walking around with a chip on their shoulder. They're just waiting for anything to set them off. And with that said, you know, the killing of George Floyd, it, it definitely was a murder. It was a homicide, I think. And and of course, everything needs to play out with that, with the trial. But I, I do believe that that was a great injustice done. But I've told people that for me, I look at it and say, well, I, I feel like it was a social injustice, but I don't know for certain that it was a racial injustice because I don't know if it was motivated by race. But we're in a period now when people see conflict between two people of a different race, they automatically assume, well, that person is a racist. That was their motivating factor for doing it. And I've tried to tell people, well, let's step back for a moment. Could it be that the police officer was just an evil man who would do that to anyone? Doesn't matter whether it was a black man or not. But it seems as though right now we're in that that season where there's the spirit that just as Nathan mentioned, ethnos against ethnos, which it doesn't take much. And people just make assumptions and just paint everyone with a broad brush that all whites are racist when we just know that's simply not true. Mm. You know, that's an excellent point. Uh, Nathan, you also did a wonderful program with uh, Don Perkins and you talked a little bit about this and you addressed this also uh, a sin or, or Don Perkins actually addressed our situation a sin. And sometimes we don't consider sin in the middle of this. Well, sin is at the heart of every division. I mean, you go all, Don brought up the point that uh, when Adam and Eve had children, Cain and Abel, Cain killed his brother Abel. And that's the kind of the forerunner of brother against brother. When you think about it, we're all descendants of this. Our great, great, great grandpappy is all Noah. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're related. Uh, Vic and I might come from the from Japheth, and uh, Brian, you might be come from Ham, but that makes us cousins. Either way, we're still related. <laughs> and so this idea of having to keep humanity constantly divided and constantly on edge, and it just seems like just as a nation, as we, we seem to get past a lot of our racist tendencies it seems to be cyclical and come back every generation. We have to reissue it re again. Now, maybe I grew up in, in Leave it to Beaverland, as I used to tease my mother about, but I grew up always in a multi-ethnic area. All my friends were multi-ethnic. My best friend was black. My girlfriend was Iranian. We, we lived in TVA area in Knoxville, so a lot of my friends were Indian. I mean, to me, it just that was just life. It, it didn't matter. We never looked at each other and judged each other by the color of the skin. But a lot of us had a biblical background. We were Bible-believing Christians. And when you're a Bible-believing Christian, you're not a member of any nation or ethnos. We're a member of the eternal nation, the kingdom of Christ. And we're going to be the same color now as we are going to be through all of eternity. And it doesn't matter. And I think that's so you really pointed that out, Vic, is that that it's a sin issue because a sin is a corruption of the true vision that God has. And that's where everybody's a brother and sister. They get along in harmony and love and fellowship. And mm -hmm. racism is just one of the many things that corrupts that love between mankind. So I, I did work in inner city Philadelphia for many years. And uh, it's like a third black, a third Jewish and a third white. And and everybody was kind of at each other. And that was kind of a culture shock when I moved up to Philadelphia to see the the different groups had trouble with each other. Uh, but uh, again, I'm, I'm a white guy, and because I can't have an opinion, it seems, on any of this, so it makes me a racist. So uh, let me just, I can't speak for all white people out there, and 
for those of you who don't know who are just listening to us, uh, try to pick up on which of the different races each of us are and see if that really matters in this conversation. But it for white people are really sick to death of being called racist all the time when we're not, or that we have white privilege then. And, you know, explain to me that. And, and you know, it just fuels that fire and, and it makes the extremists in the whites get more extreme and do things that they shouldn't do, which then fuels the fire. And and so, brother, yes, it is a sin issue 100%. You know, that's a good point that you just made, Nathan, because people cannot see through audio. They cannot see through uh, audio cast, podcast. But if they were able to see us, they will realize Nathan is white. I'm from the Dominican Republic, Hispanic, and Brian is Afro-American black, right? And here we are all together, <laughs> not against each other, but celebrating our differences. And Amen. I, Amen. Right? And, and, and Brian, that's why I wanted to uh, share that because you were sharing from um, a black perspective a little bit about what's going on. And that's why we want our audience to understand we are very united here. Yes, this is a sin issue. Certain things, some, some horrible things have happened uh, to, to people, a lot of injustice. But you would agree, Brian, that if people don't see it as a sin issue, this is always going to continue to repeat itself, right? Yeah, I, I agree 100%. It is definitely a sin issue. And as time goes on, the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ said in his word that there are more people going to hell than are going to heaven. So we know as time goes on that it's going to just get worse and worse as far as people not believing in Jesus Christ. And just like Nathan said, I, I know it has to be very frustrating as a, as a white person to receive those accusations because I'm a black man. And every time I, I hear the liberal media just spout right off the bat and they'll throw it in the headlines, white cop kills unarmed black man. And they're trying to incite people. They're trying to get people worked up into a frenzy and they're playing on the, the emotions of that race card. And I just try to tell people, stop looking at things through the eyes of, of race and thinking that everything is motivated by race. But to Nathan's point, and I know you agree with it as well, Vic, when you do not have the Holy Spirit in you, you don't have that, that love and that compassion and the discernment that the Holy Spirit brings. When you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're going to see things in a way that is not of God. And the Bible tells us that. Satan is the father of lies and we see the lawlessness that's taking place. We know the Antichrist is going to be known as the man of lawlessness. And as we get closer to his time of coming on the scene, we see the lawlessness, that spirit is increasing more and more. But I do want to just echo what you were saying, Nathan, that to all of the, the whites out there and the blacks and for that matter, for every race, let's stop painting this pick this broad brush that everyone is a racist just because they do something against someone or or maybe I should say just because they have conflict with someone of an opposite race does not make someone a racist no more than if I have a disagreement with my wife she's a woman I'm a man that does not make me a sexist right <laughs> Brian there, there's some really brave African Americans who've come out uh, and really I think taking this this thing that happened with George Floyd, definitely a travesty, definitely something wrong. I agree. We don't know that Officer Chauvin did it out of racism or he was just a bully. His job history seems to, to show that he's a bully. But immediately this was used to ignite a particular 
uh, faction in America that's trying to take over America and just the world, that, that spirit of lawlessness you said. Uh, Burgess Owen said, no, my friends, there's no systematic racism in America, just systematic Marxist elitism and evil that uses, abuses, and discards anyone for power. Brandon Tatum said, don't let the media fool you. The majority of Americans support the police. Do not support the destroying of the city. The biggest problem with growing up black in America is not racism, police brutality, or black-on-black -black crime. It's mental brainwashing. And I love what Jason Riley said. Black activists and white progressives stress racism because it serves their own interests, not because it actually improves the station of blacks. What do you think of that? Do you think that they're, they're calling what this is really a leftist Marxist take over America and shrouded in the morality of, of anti-racism, which is it's a moral thing to fight for, equality amongst people? Or is this actually at the core really about dealing something which called, they call systemic racism? Larry Elder says, one of the big fake news narratives is that institutional, structural, and systematic racism remain a major problem in America, when in fact, race has never been a more insignificant barrier to success in America. Mm. Excellent point, Nathan. You know, and I really, uh, I, that, that really is a truth there that I think many should uh, uh, take heart to because especially for believers or Christians, the enemy wants to suck us in to a lot of the things that are unbiblical. And we are oftentimes allowed our flesh, uh, the, the carnal man to take over, and we're not able to discern uh, in the spirit. And, and I think that's an area that we need to be very careful. Uh, Brian, would you be able to take us there to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and read for us verses 1 through 4 as we look at division really from the point of view of carnality? Sure. So it reads here, and I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it. And even now you are still not able, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another says, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Thank you, Brian. And Brian, would you agree that again, you know, as Christians, we the thing that we need to be aware of is how we should be able to handle things uh, biblically. And there's so many individuals that are really uh, dealing with this according to the flesh and not through prayer and also according to the spirit. Would you agree? I agree. I agree uh, wholeheartedly because when, when you're guided by the spirit, you're going to look at things through the eyes of the spirit. And to the point that Nathan was stating that there is an agenda out there to try to create division. And I, I've even told my black family and friends, stop falling for the agenda. They throw that that bait out there. And so many just just swallow it hook, line and sinker. And, and the, the liberals are sitting back, they're smiling because it is fitting with their agenda. But I just don't believe that there is this systemic racism that they're talking about. And, and let me just say, for example, the area where I live, I was watching the news just last week and they were going around showing footage of the different chiefs of police in the area. The three largest cities all had black chiefs of police, one after the other. Two of them are actually women. And I think about the fact that we had Barack Obama, whether you support him or not, he was, uh, you know, uh, half black. Most people view him just as a black man. But we, we had a president, you know, that people say he was a black man. So 
how is it that we have so many blacks in these positions of leadership if there is systemic racism? Mm. That's a good yeah. point. Are you all familiar with Candace Owens? She's uh, a black commentator. She's on um, Prager U University. She has her own program. She says, no one, not a single solitary person defended or excused the death of George Floyd. So why is this rioting happening? Because that is what the media wanted. Black America, wake up, enlighten yourselves. Do not be owned by a mainstream media agenda. And to show what hot this agenda is, Candace Owens went and she created a GoFundMe page to help rebuild black conservative businesses in areas where the riots tore them down. And GoFundMe took the $200,000, locked it down and kicked her out and said that she was defending hate groups. Black conservatives are now considered hate groups. So it really isn't about racism, is it? It, it seems to be more about this godless leftist ideology. It is idolatry, but ideology that seems to be purposely trying to disrupt the world to prepare for, as I think Brian said so wonderfully, the man of lawlessness to come. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, and that's exactly where we want uh, believers and anyone tuned into this program to recognize there is a big agenda and Satan is out there like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. We know that this is leading to the uh, rise of this Antichrist who eventually is going to come to rule the world in the time of chaos. And I believe that these are, you would agree, right, Brian, signs of the times right before us. Yeah, absolutely. The signs are all around us. You know, I was talking with my parents just a few days ago about the riots during the 1960s, the late 1960s, and compared to what we've been seeing now. And they were young at that time, but they do remember it very well. And they did say in their opinion that the riots in the United States of America during that time were worse because they, they felt more people were killed during those riots than what we see today. But in terms of when we look at the overall picture, when you talk about the signs of the times, when we see these things converging, and that's what Jesus Christ said, when you see all of these things coming together at once, and if we look around the world, never have all of these things come together at once to the magnitude that they're happening right now. As Nathan was talking earlier about earthquakes and just all these things that we see taking place, and, and people need to wake up, and especially the church. And, and I see so many in the church that it seems like they're just driving asleep at the wheel. And, it, and it's kind of like you want to go and shake them and say, can't you see that these are the signs that Jesus was saying? Be ready when you see these things happen. Absolutely. And what's sad to me is that where, you know, individuals uh, really are not uh, also educated in terms of what's really going on. Uh, sometimes people are just looking at things from one side. Uh, it's almost like uh, the, the whole uh, political agenda, the Republicans and Democrats. And some say, well, how can you be a Christian uh, uh, or you can't be a Christian and be a Democrat or you can't be a Christian. And, and it's almost like uh, we, we, we find that everything is being so twisted and the church is lacking discernment in certain areas. And we forget that we are one body. And it's also amazing to me how even the Christian body is divided and splintered against a lot of these issues of color and race. But I love, like, like uh, Nathan was saying, ethnos against ethnos. This is part of the end times. And Nathan, I love what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, verses 20 through 27, as a reminder that we need to recognize that we are one body. Would you, able, would you be able to take us there, Nathan, to 1 Corinthians 12 and read for us verses 20 through 27, in case someone doesn't have a Bible so they can follow along with us? Absolutely. But now, indeed, there are many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. 
No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, or on these we bestow greater honor, and our unpresentable parts have greater modesty, but our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to that part which lacks it, and that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. Or if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. Mm, Nathan, I love this. You know, Nathan, when, when we think about the body of Christ, it's made up of many people, different colors, different background, uh, different gifts, different talents. And what I find is we should be celebrating our differences rather than uplifting division. Would you agree, Nathan? I would. Uh, you know, it's sobering to, t to talk to different people with different perspectives. Uh, uh, here at uh, Lamb Line Ministries, we recently interviewed a uh, African-American police chief. Uh, I mean, we're talk at the top of the line here and to get his views. And uh, I was expecting him to be more into uh, the, with the, the needs of the police. And actually, he sided very much with a, a lot of what the, the African-Americans are complaining about, about systemic racism in the police force. Now he spent his years uh, trying to work it out by proper hiring procedures and stuff like that. And uh, he, he brought up those points that it, it, it seems like it's hard to explain. It, you know, it's a, that, that we're, we're too earthly focused and, and not heavenly focused as a body of Christ. Brian, you shared this story before we got on air about this one church, right? Uh, where they seem more divided than together. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's where, you know, when you look, we just we, we should be in unity with one another as one. And let me just say to make this very clear that racism does exist. Absolutely. We know that. And it's going to exist until Jesus comes back because we are fallen sinners. There is always going to be racism, but it's not just whites towards blacks. There will be and, and that is some, not all. There will be some blacks towards whites and, and, and Latino towards, you know, whoever is going to exist. But we must be on one accord with one another. And, and like you said, to celebrate in the church, you know, the differences, because I know the world would be very uh, mundane if everyone was exactly like me, if everyone looked like me and thought like me. And, you know, it would it would be an enjoyable place to live. So. I celebrate our differences and I and we come together to be, uh, you know, with with unity in spite of our differences. Amen. The same police chief had, had said that he believed that Sunday morning was the most segregated day of the of the, the week. And that made me think how many churches are pretty much ethnically divided as well. Although I go to a very ethnically diverse church, so maybe it's the newer generation of churchgoers that don't see that as an issue. But. Certainly growing up, you're right, you had your white churches, you had your Hispanic churches, you had your black churches, and maybe that was because where the churches were located in those certain communities, but now that the communities are are getting out there and, and becoming more multi-ethnic, that we're seeing that reflect in the church as well. But if that's the case, that truly is a sad thing, that if we're keeping our churches divided by ethnicity. Absolutely. And, yeah, and you know, to oh, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry, Big. I just want to do a quick follow up. Nathan, you did make mention of um, what I had spoken of earlier about a church. And yeah, I did see footage of a church in which all of the whites on one side, they got down on their knees and, and prayed and, and they basically bowed before all of the blacks who were on the opposite side. 
And they were apologizing to the blacks for what they said has been systemic racism. And, um, you know, but it's one of those things where you you ask yourself in your mind, what is going on here? Why are these things happening? The mindsets that are, are going on with people instead of them being split whites on one side and blacks on the other side and the whites kneeling before the blacks. Why weren't they just all mingled together as one and be one in harmony with one another? Wow. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that. That's you're right. Why are they sitting on separate sides of the church? It's like dark in the old days where the men sat on one side and the women sat on the other. Hey, guys, I, I think, too, that because of the lockdown, we're talking about a lot of youth with no school, uh, no jobs, no, right. entertainment, no sports and no morality. What are you going to do but fight for a humans need to fight for a cause? And we're seeing people fight for a cause. I wouldn't doubt that after this, when because, you know, Americans have very short attention spans and we're cutting into Gay Pride Month, that there's going to be something that happens with the gays. And then, boom, that's going to explode. And then the feminists are going to be like, hey, what about us? And boom, something like and we're going to get endlessly one riot over one topic after another, all the way up to the elections. And then if President Trump wins again, oh, my, yeah, there's going to be a lot of it. So <laughs> just constantly upheaval. And and it seems to me that that all this upheaval is for the purpose of destroying the United States influence on the world so the Antichrist can rise to power. Mm, excellent point. And Nathan, and that's exactly why I think the church Christians need to be vigilant more than ever before. This is what we need to be united. This is what people need to see, not black, white, Hispanic or, or, or Asian, but just one body of Christ loving each other, working, celebrating their differences for one common goal. And that is to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because he is coming back very, very soon. And Nathan and Brian, I know we only have about a minute left of the program, but I know there's someone out there who doesn't know the Lord. They tune into this program uh, and uh, we want to encourage them to come to Jesus because really that's what it's all about. It's a relationship with him. When he heals our heart, he heals our soul. Then we're able to forgive and love people and see people for the way they are. So Brian, maybe you can talk to that person out there that doesn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, how they can come to Christ right now and begin the new relationship with him. Yes, Jesus Christ is the answer. If you're out there and you do not know him, it is very simple. Don't listen to the tricks of the devil. He may try to whisper in your ear that you have been too bad. There's no way that God will accept you. Jesus Christ shed his blood for you. And there is no sin, no sin that his blood cannot cover. Maybe you were just out rioting and looting a week ago, but you can still come to repentance. All you have to do is confess your sins and ask Jesus Christ to come into your heart. Allow him to be Lord of your life. And if you would profess that he is Lord of your life, confess your sins, turn away from your sins, you can have eternal life. It is really and truly that simple. You can and will be changed once you give your heart to Jesus to Jesus Christ and any uh, discord that you feel in your heart towards another race, you will see that Jesus Christ will take it all away and you will be free. You can have deliverance and you can have eternal life. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brian. And maybe for any of you out there that have trusted in Christ, let us know. We want to celebrate with you. Give us a call 305-992-9537. We would love to pray for you, give you a Bible and some literature so that you can continue to grow in your relationship with the Lord. And Nathan, as we come to the close of our program, will you be able to close us with John chapter 17, verses 9 through 11, which is that wonderful prayer about unity and oneness? Absolutely. John 17, 1 through 11. 
9 through 11, I think, Nathan. Nine, I'm going to say, that's a lot of reading there. Okay. Yeah, just 9 through 11 as we come into the close of the program. <laughs> I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you. Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may, may be one as we are. Mm. Thank you so much, Nathan. Again, what a wonderful prayer. And that's what we want to leave you, our audience, with. Again, uh, unity is so important in these last days. The Lord is coming back soon. And we need to be united for one cause, and that is sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, again, I know we ran out of time for this segment of the program, but we thank you for being part of it. Brian, I want to thank you so much for being part of the program with Nathan and myself. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It is wonderful. I have truly enjoyed it. And again, my, my big thanks go to you for allowing me to come on and be with you today. Awesome. Great to have you. Nathan, also, thank you so much for opening us up with the wonderful uh, verses there and sharing with us and clarifying for us our topic, Ethno versus Ethnos. God bless.